When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes. I'm, I'm absolutely delighted to have a full squad here with Jerry Taylor, Ian Conroy and Liam Carrigan. Um, and I'm going to need all four of you, uh, all three of you, including me, there's four, to try and pull maybe one point each from that first half. Jerry, that was a poor first half at Easter Road. We actually did speak about the, the poor records um, of Brendan Rodgers at Easter Road. And that was really... Nothing much happened in that first half, did it? No, I'm trying to look at the positives though. The way I'm looking at it is that what I was saying the other week is we're still we're still tampering with that dial to get the safe open just now. We're just trying to it's not great. It's not great, but I'm hoping getting at half time, I still think we're gonna win it. I mean, when I said five 0 uh pre game, I was just joking, just having a laugh. Of course you were, yeah. Never take me seriously. See, when I make these predictions, that's why I'm stopping. Uh, so, I, I mean, I wrote Palmer's crossfield pass to Maida and 27 minutes in was a belter. Um, it's pretty much. I also wrote down, see if you put a wig on the referee, it looks like Bobby the Barman. <laughs> that's fair point. Fair point. And by the way, Bobby the Barman's probably a better ref. That, that's another uh, thing. I, that, um, it's loud and clear coming through on the, on the comments here, Jerry. I mean, yeah, not a great deal happening. Um, I loathe to use the European hangover cliche, etc., but we do look jaded, Ian, um, in that first half, don't we? A little bit, yeah. I, I, I think we still look comfortable. I think heads are they're, they've got a game plan and they're, they look well organised. Um, so that we we could have we, we could have should have been a couple up. You know, obviously, I think Callum McGregor. When he had that shot, I think he could have slotted in Kyogo, who was kind of buzzing around the penalty spot. Um, Paulo Bernardo's played pretty well. He's put a couple of decent balls in across the box and flashed it. I was just saying before we went on air, bring back Yakimakis. I think um, I think we need a bit of something like that up front. I think we need you know, a, a difference. And O doesn't seem to be relied upon with 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 Brendan, but um, yeah, quite flat. I think we're quite we're quite flat, and without being um, uh, too too worried about you know sort of uh, being punished for it. Um, but so yeah, we need a bit more room. Yeah, half. not not a great deal of threat. I think you're right with that. Um, to be fair, Ian, but the comment you made there, I was reading uh, Chris Sutton making a, a similar view during the week, uh, Liam. And I feel a wee bit sorry for O. I don't think he, like like uh, Ian says there, I don't think he's fancied. He certainly doesn't seem to be when you look at the minutes or lack of uh, minutes that he's played this season. But on a day like today, it sometimes does require a, a slightly different approach to it, a different type of player. Um, I know that Yakimakis is quite fresh in the memory. He's obviously 
long gone now. But um, in terms of the options that you've got, how do you mix it up in there? I think it's tailor-made for Yang to come in. Um, sorry. Uh, I, I was just going to say, I think it's tailor-made for Yang to come into the game and do something. I think he's mm-hmm. going to have the uh, the ability, the, the kind of a, the trickery to maybe open this up a wee bit because it's one of those games that's going to need a wee bit of a spark from somewhere. Yeah. And it's time for him to deliver. And when we're nothing each and needing a goal, that's the perfect time to do it. Well, you know, it's a fair point because I think that uh, Palmer, we've been fully praised for Palmer. He's been brilliant. He really has been brilliant. And I'm not going to chuck him under a bus because he's been... I think uh, maybe not at his best in the first half, uh, Jerry. He seems to be trying and trying like the last involvement he had in that game before the full t- the halftime whistle there. He just, I mean, he he, he let the ball run. He, he, th- he thought the, the defender was going to do something else. He just threw his arms up in the air because that was the kind of first half he had had. Nothing came off for him, did it? No, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to keep the the mental of that tempo against Atletico Madrid, but we don't really need that today. And he's just like, whoa, he's going a bit mad just now. So I think going in, settle him down a wee bit. I, I like what I see of him. And he, the right word is he's trying. He's trying too hard just now. So just need to settle it down a wee bit and then try and unlock that defence now. I'm not, I'm not worried. I think we're still going to... If we get an early goal, I think we're going to... They're going to have to open up and then might get a couple more or I might go down to the end but I just I've got a feeling we'll still be on a high and Brendan will say the right words and we might we'll get that win I'm confident You're talking there and, and you're echoing what Ian was saying there about us not really being under threat in actual fact I look, I'm looking at Hibs particularly their back line and I think that they're very slack they're really poor and we can unpick that that lock uh, without a doubt Ian um, if you're looking at the bench, then you're talking about maybe looking for something more up front. Um, let's look at the options on the bench and see. I mean, Yang is definitely option. Um, there's no doubt about that. I don't know if, if it will be made at half time. Um, so your options are beyond Bain. You've got Phillips, Yang, Turnbull, O, Awata, Forrest, Ralston and Mikey Johnson. So there's a few options around the wings. There's one option up top and then you've got the, the likes of Turnbull. But I'm going to go back to one of the early points you made, Ian. I think Bernardo's been the best player on the park, so you're not taking him off. Nah, I think keep him on. If it was me, um, I'd, I'd, I'd take my head off and put Woe on, give Woe a bit of a, a shout, uh, maybe sort of big man, little man uh, up front. But Bernardo's been good. I've, I've liked what I've seen. Um, he looks a little bit, and he's a, a kind of he's slightly, seems slightly in the mode of um, the main man, O'Reilly. Um, his gait seems similar and stuff like that. Yeah. He's chasing down a few lost causes and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I like I like what I see so far. Um, um, I don't know how long um, Rio is supposed to be out for, but you know, if he gets a, a run of a few games, you know, it, we'll see. Hopefully, we'll we'll, see, we'll we'll only see more good things from him. Well, th- this is the thing. Even through the, the commentary there, uh, Liam Peter Grant was talking about it being a, a bit of a surprise um, inclusion when he came on against Atletico Madrid the other night. But I think what you've seen, particularly today, is what Brendan Rodgers has seen, obviously on a daily basis. This is a guy who, despite his his age, he's quite happy to grab the the bull by the horns in that first half and try and make things happen, isn't he? And he's he seems quite combative in the midfield as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like like we've said, he's he, he has been one of our best players uh, so far, and uh, I think that yeah, he he shows all the right 
early early promise of being a very effective player because he is going to get a run of probably at least four or five games with if uh, if Rio's injury is what we we all suspect it is. Um, so. Yeah, I, we just need a spark from somewhere. Someone needs to just do something a wee bit special, which is why I think we leave Palma on the park regardless. I think he's got that in him to just do something a wee bit a wee bit different. As much as I love Maeda, I would maybe consider switching him out for Yang if I was uh, if I was Brendan Rodgers. Maybe not at half time, but maybe in another ten minutes into the second half if it's still if there's still nothing clicking, then maybe that's the move you make. I think with Palma, the, the big thing for me is he seems uh, capable of pulling something out the bag from the wide areas in exactly. terms of you know striking from distance. And um, if you've got that in your locker, even if you're having a bad game, um, I think that it's always something of a threat. Um, I'm keen to get some of your thoughts in. Uh, not a lot happening in that first half. We'll talk about Alistair Johnston's head knock as well, actually. Ewan Boy Martin comes in. Good to see you. Ewan, ref has been brutal giving us nothing. I've got to say, though, I thought he was going to book Ralston just at the end of the first half, and he didn't, thankfully. Mount Kadath, a terrible game of football. Rotation needed midweek. We look tired. I think Rodgers will give them a bit of a rocket at half-time. And Plunge McNugget, best name on the comment section, Plunge McNugget. Don't know if it's been a European hangover, but that was terrible. Back to the performance at the start of the season, slow build-up play. Need to up the pace second half. Yeah, the tempo's been kind of low. Not what we've uh, become used to over the last few games. And Scott Graham, Alan Muir is a disgrace of a referee. Some of his decisions are baffling. And uh, Joseph McGonigal, Hibbs playing so compact, we can't seem to unlock their defence. So Alistair Johnson, never nice to see when a player gets a head knock, obviously, Jerry, but he was, um, you could see the colour draining out of him. I don't know if it was he concussed when he was on the floor first time out. Like instantly, I was like, "You've got to get him off the park now." You get hit in the temple. I mean, you get taught. You get hit in the temple with a punch. You get you risk of dying. You know, I mean, that smashed him. And like, he was he face planted down. He was he was lying face down, arms by the side. I thought he was out. And I just felt it was all about the ref just coming up and going, "You all right?" It didn't. I just I thought it should have been straight off to come back on again and then to drop back down. Like you said, the colour drained, and I just think Chris Sutton will be going mad about that one. I'd imagine. Do you know what I mean? Because it is, it's, it's a head knock, you've got to go off. But what I will say is, for all, I was like, poor AJ, because I thought he was looking a bit spicy before it all it happened. I thought, if anyone, he'd a bit of energy. But I actually was like, I felt, I was like, oh, Paul Jones, I love it. Here comes his boy. Ralston's coming on. Favourite player. In that, though, you have been uh, talking a bit too much about Matt O'Reilly, so I don't know how uh, Tony Ralston's going to feel about that. Or your wife, for that matter, actually. <laughs> I'm not sure she tunes into action. <laughs> Listen, though, I've got to ask, you know how his nickname's The Bricky, right? So I was driving home from Glasgow. Christmas <laughs> <laughs> Stop, Stop it, you. I was driving home from um, Celtic Park a couple of Mondays ago after the Wonder in Paradise, and I was overtaken by a white van with, and I'm not making this up, Ralston Brickies. Brilliant. So was that was it something to do with that as well as obviously the, the way that he approaches the game? Or, you know, can somebody out there in Glasgow tell me, are you watching this show, Mr. Ralston, who likes to lay bricks? Uh, let me know because I was I was having a wee giggle to myself. Uh, you've got to amuse yourself somehow on that long drive back from Glasgow. Loopy33, I'm going to throw this one to you, Ian. Um, I'm a big fan of James Forrest. <laughs> And I know that it's his testimonial year and it's not about, uh, you know, just giving somebody the game time for the sake of it. But 
I think Brendan Rodgers does rate him. I think that uh, when you go back to the Tony Macaroni where he starts the game and a few eyebrows were raised at that point, I said, even though he was pulled off pretty quickly in that game, I did say that he's going to be utilised where Brendan Rodgers thinks he's capable. On the flip side of that, I was watching some of the victories against Hibs uh, during Brendan Rodgers' first tenure this morning when I was reading through uh, Young James's blog on some of the fixtures. And there was a game where we won 4-2 and... Uh, Tommy Rogic and, and Cham scored in the first half. Edward scored the double in the second. James Forrest was absolutely electric. That's not the player we've got now, though, is it? No, no. Um, but he still, I think, he still does a job. He's, a, he's If he went to any other team in the Premier League, he'd be their danger man. So he's a class act still. Um, and and, and you're, you're right, Brendan Rodgers does like him. And a lot of it is trust. You know, he's been there, done it. And... When you've got games like this where you need you need these these little sort of fine margins, I suppose when it's tight, you need someone with that experience, you know, to uh, who's been there and done it. You know, I think so. Um, he wouldn't be a bad shout to come on. Um, he's on the bench, isn't he? Yes, yes, on the yeah. bench, Ian. Yeah. And so yeah, he wouldn't that, be a bad. Shout, but, sorry, you just know that the minute you say that, it's going to create division on the comments. It's just the type of player Forrest is. You know, he just yeah. he yeah. creates division when it comes to the opinion. Um, and straight away, I'm, I'm seeing people coming in to say that. But when you can't argue with what he's done, you know, it's. I mean, I don't. I, I, maybe it's because he's a homegrown player. If we'd signed him, you know, he's value for money. You look at the Taylor as well. If you look at like the stick he gets, value for money. And what he does, you know, every player has a mistake. Every, we're all human, right? And it's like, but for what he, what, what Taylor gives, what what Forrest has given over the years, what they what they've provided is far outweighs. Anything that's that, that, that's detracted from that, you know. So, um, I always go all years and, and get behind them because they're, they're good guys. I, I hope he comes on and scores one of those outside of the right boot shots that was his trademark. Um, I mean, the other option, of course, uh, as well as Yang, who Liam likes a look of, and Forrest is Mikey Johnson, who's not played for Celtic this season so far, although he started for Ireland. Um, David Hannon, a lot of tired legs out there, boys. I love this because people just get stuck in studs up on the comments. And that's what John says. Professional footballers should not be tired. Pathetic excuse. <laughs> They're only human, John. They're only human. Um, was it seven games in 21 days uh, Celtic are playing? So a game every three days. Um, so, yeah, it, it might creep in. Jungle Lion, another away game with 3,000 empty seats. Liam, I mean, you're watching the game... Um, over in Japan, I know that you tune in remotely with your old fella. It does look terrible, doesn't it? Yeah, especially when my dad cannot find any legal means to watch this game on the telly in Scotland. Yeah, you know, if you're going to shut fans out, at least give them a way to watch the game at home. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, there's in any other industry, right? There's people wanting to buy tickets to your event. Whatever the event is, right? Say it's a boxing, uh, a fight, it could be a musical event. You've got all these people wanting to buy tickets. It's not being televised, so there's no other way to watch it. You've got a captive audience, and you refuse to sell them the 3,000 extra tickets. I think it's madness. Jerry, you're in the theatre game. You're in the theatre game. Can you imagine anybody being happy with this situation? No, I'm 3,000 empty seats. I want my backside off trying to sell out theatres, and then you've got, you've got these guys going, now nah, we're all right. It's fine, I'll keep your money. And the thing is, they'll be the first ones to moan, oh, it's Celtic only win everything because of the money you've got. Yeah. I know it's not going to make them <laughs> close to Celtic, but still, it's a joke. And folk that are watching abroad going, that's 
other players that we're trying to sign might be watching this and going, I'm not going to that league. Nobody turns up to watch them. And we're now in a situation, Jerry, where the, the cameras are scared to even point in the direction of the Celtic fan base. They're not allowed to look at Celtic fans, so the grid is absolutely barren. Um, let's go to the second half. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. Not the best first half. Let's hope that uh, in the second half it will be a wee bit better. We're going to be going uh, live 15 minutes before full time today for no other reason than um, I'm driving to Dumfries to, to speak to Martin O'Neill tonight and we're going to have to cut it short. Uh, otherwise, so we'll still do the 30-minute uh, bulletin, but we'll be on 15 minutes from the end. We'll be talking our way through the last 15, and then we'll have a 15-minute uh, post-match, and it'll be a 30-minute show. So thanks, everybody, for getting involved, and thank you to Jerry, Liam, and Ian for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Podcast Network.